Good evening and welcome to the Cosmic Conversion Show with Big Tim and Dr. Love. On tonight's episode, Big Tim and I are going to talk about our adventures we had today on November 19th, 2022. Today, Big Tim and I, we ventured into Cleveland, Ohio, and we are very happy to share our adventures that we had today. We hope you enjoy listening to what we have to share. And as always, follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, and our pod page for more podcasts. And welcome to the Cosmic Conversion Show with Big Tim and Dr. Love. On tonight's episode, Big Tim and I are going to be talking about something near and dear to our hearts. Kinda. Uh, today, Big Tim and I, we decided to go on a little adventure in our home state of Ohio. We went up to Cleveland, Ohio. Big Tim, why don't you go ahead and let's just tell the viewers just a little bit of what we did today. Well, we went a little bit of everywhere. We started out our day in Lakeview Cemetery, actually. <clears throat> Got to, uh, tour the... Cemetery, see a couple of uh, interesting places on a certain someone's birthday, I might add. Uh, yep, not going to mention yep, yep. Who, uh, who that person is quite yet, uh, or, well, was, I guess you could say. Is, is was, they're, they're, they were still somebody. Somebody of really most importance, if you will. Yes. Um, and we went and saw a couple other famous peoples of gravestones, gravesites, uh, some of the most unique headstones I have seen. Um, I'm sure Dr. Love would agree. Yes, very much so. Um, but I think my, like, it was a unique one for sure, uh, was the, what's the word I'm thinking of? The jukebox? Yes, but, uh, jukebox. My favorite one, and we're going to have to go back when it's open, um, since Big Tim doesn't want to mention it, but I will. Uh, well, of today, course I want to mention it, but I want to give yeah. you the honor. Well, of course. Thank you. Uh, as a history nerd, or buff, uh, thanks to my history teachers from high school and college, um, we went to visit... Uh, President James A. Garfield's tomb. Uh, at the time, we did not realize, and I didn't even really pay attention to the dates, but apparently today is, or was, his birthday. Um, so it was kind of ironic that we decided to go up there today uh, to visit. Now, they are currently closed right now for tours they won't reopen until may of 2023 back when uh you know it's when the season will be a little warmer um so we unfortunately didn't get to go inside the tomb but we did get to see the outside now mind you uh i'm sure big tim has been there before but i've lived in ohio for well majority of my life and i've never been to his tomb so it was kind of even though I didn't get to go inside, it was still pretty awe-inspiring to go to a former president's 
tomb, which it being so close. Now, um, the sheer size of the tomb really was beautiful. I did see some pictures online of what inside looks like, so I'm looking forward to actually going inside of it when the time comes. Um, but the architecture there was just amazing. Um, Big Tim didn't get out with me when I walked up there, but um, while we're there, we did find something interesting. Big, Big Tim, why don't you go ahead and elaborate on what that was? So are we talking about the Hasaro Angel, or are we talking about no, something um, else? The, the the signage that we found there. Oh, signage, yes. So we found some signage on the side of the road that talks about free museums located in the city of Cleveland. So shout out to Destination Cleveland and the city of Cleveland for putting together a tour of free museums. So we were able to, so of course, Lakeview Cemetery right outside of Garfield's mausoleum was one of the stops. Well, you can't go inside as well. It's closed for the season. So we, <clears throat> we took, uh, went around outside. We, we got our code. Basically what you have to do is you have to, Visit a couple of different places, or a couple of different of the free museums, and then get a four-digit number, and I believe it's the first 200 or so that complete the tour, or complete at least four stops of the tour, a free Destination Cleveland bag. So we ended up going to about five of them today, and then... Uh, Certain somebody, oh, I guess I'm jumping ahead in the story, so I'll wait on that. So, um, and we should have asked them what, how many people have already got, claimed those bags. We should have, we didn't, but, um, you know, obviously we were one of the first 200, we were in that range of 200 people because we both got bags. Yes. <laughs> um, now going back to the cemetery a little bit, because we did, like you said, we did visit a couple of other famous people's grave sites. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Cleveland, Ohio has have, has a rich history. Um, however, what I didn't realize is one of the most prominent men who helped form the country, sort of say, uh, with his oil tycoonism is uh in steel was john d rockefeller i really didn't realize that he was buried there but john d rockefeller was of course born in new york he died in florida and he's buried in cleveland at lakeview cemetery um for as big of a name as him and for as what he's done for this country i'm gonna be honest i was kind of shocked by how simplistic that his uh, gravesite and his giant epitaph is. All this is just like a giant. Um, what do you call it, Big Tim? What would you call it? Uh, like it's like like the Washington Monument. Yeah, it's so like a giant Washington. It's like a mini Washington Monument is what I called it when we were there today. Yeah. Um. 
there's an actual name for it. I just can't think of it off the top of my head because we had an exhausting day today. Um, but what's what's interesting is it's not just John D. Rockefeller that's buried there, but his entire family is yeah. buried there. Um, and if history serves me right, I think he had two wives. Um, and if that's the case, it's what's interesting is he's in the center, and then there's two um, women on each side of him. So, according to sources, he was only married once, so I'm wondering who the other lady was that was next to him. A daughter? It more than likely was probably a daughter, and it probably was a daughter who was never married. Um, but the wife was Laura Spellman, um, and she was on his right left side um so i'm assuming it was probably elizabeth who was on the other side of him um but yeah like his whole almost his entire family is buried there and i think the oldest grave site there goes back to 1863 i think is what Something i read like that. yep so um that one was an interesting little, like I said, little thing we went there. Now, the other couple of other spots we went to, we went and saw the Hazarot Angel. Um, why don't you kind of elaborate a little bit on that, Big Tim, while I do pull something up here. So the Hazarot Angel is basically what it sounds like. It's a statue of an angel and apparently Asura Angel is named the Angel of Death Victorious. Yes. It's the gravestone of Francis Hasarat. Um I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but that's alright. Francis Hasarat was a was the president of the Hasarat Company of Cleveland. And mm -hmm. I believe it was, and I can confirm that the angel was commissioned by Francis Hasserat for his family after the death of his wife. Yes. So, one of the interesting facts about this angel, um, you already mentioned that the, the actual name of the angel is the Angel of Death Victorious. But did you know that it appears that the angel is crying black tears? Yes. And you, when I went up there today, you really couldn't tell because it looked like it was washed away. But you could still see some of it. Um, and I swear there was a, some, like spiritual thing about it too which i'm trying to find oh so for all you doctor who fans out there all i have to say is if you go to visit this angel don't blink <laughs> if you understand the reference just don't blink um 
the other name that this is referred, this angel is referred to is the weeping angel. Um, so the weeping angel, obviously, if you're a Doctor Who fan, if you're not, I'll kind of explain it. Weeping angel is a monster in the show that sends you back in time. Um, but I'm trying to see if there's other, like I swear there was some something else. Um, but this this angel was definitely undeniably unnerving and undeniably beautiful. Um, if you go to visit, the angel is located in section nine on lot fourteen. There are maps at the gate main office and at the Garfield Monument, obviously when it's open. Um, it's easy to miss just off the road and it's ensconed under some trees. The closest landmark that you can find it is the Hannah Mausoleum. Um, and just let you know, the cemetery, if you ever go to visit the ce any cemeteries, you got to make sure you, you're there when burning business hours. Uh, so for this one, the cemetery closes at 4.30. But I oh. swear I remember there oh. being some type of... I have to correct um, you, Dr. Love. The cemetery closes at 5.30. Um, okay. During the winter and during the summer, I believe it's open until 7.30. Okay. Um, I swear there was like some type of supernatural like thing about it, but from what I'm reading here, there's not. Um, no, the reason why it's a call it the crying angel, angel was made of bronze. Over yeah. time, it's dealt with weathering. That's caused it to turn a little black, make it look like it's crying. Yeah, that's why it's called the weeping. Angel, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, if you don't make it out there, I'm going to share some of these pictures of the tombs, the angel, and a couple other things that we did today on our Facebook page. So, check out the Cosmic Convergence show with Victim and Dr. Love here on Facebook if you want to see those pictures. Um, another famous person that we stopped to visit with is. The famous uh, spy, Elliot Ness. Elliot Ness um, was the safety director of Cleveland for quite a while. Um, let me just pull up some information here. He was a special agent with the, uh, you know, I, I think it was the CIA. I could be wrong. The FBI. Um, the FBI. Thank you for correcting me. But LNS, if you don't know who he is, he also wrote a book, an autobiography called The Untouchables. Uh, he was the agent who brought down Al Capone, and yep. he helped enforce prohibition in Chicago. And he was the leader of the law enforcement agents nicknamed The Untouchables, which then he co-authored the biography of the book. Um, he has a cenotaph and I believe that's where he's buried at is uh, in this cemetery as well. So I could be wrong. Nine times out of ten, I'm wrong. Um, but we kind of, I kind of stopped. We stopped there. I paid my respects there. And it was just kind of interesting to see someone as famous as that. Um, and if you didn't know, a little fun fact. Well, not fun. 
Um, but a little fact about Elliot Ness is he actually died of a heart attack in his home in Cowder Sports, Pennsylvania. He was only 54, a, 54 years old. His body was cremated. His ashes were scattered on one, one of the small ponds on the grounds of Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland. So that's why we couldn't find an actual grave site because exactly. his ashes are buried in that lake behind the Cenotap, which is why that was uh, erected there to honor him. Um, I think his wife is still alive. I think or so. His, well, ex, ex-wife. Widow. Um, by his widow, Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth Anderson Seaver, which was his third wife. Curious. Um, while I'm looking this up, why don't you go ahead and tell them about, tell our listeners about the second person that, the next person we went and saw. <coughs> well, we actually saw several different people overall. Uh, one that we saw, uh, Dr. Love mentioned, the jukebox. The the uh, jukebox grave in the area there. Uh-huh. And that was for Alan Freed, I believe. Yes. Yep, yep. For Alan Freed, who was an American disc jockey in the uh, 1940s, I believe. Uh, he died back in 1965. Uh, he was also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986. Yep. He was destroyed, his career was destroyed by a, something called the Paola Scandal, which I don't know much about, and by his chronic alcoholism, which is sad to mm-hmm. hear about. But he worked at a couple of different places. He worked at WAKR in Akron. He worked at WJW in Cleveland, and he worked at a couple of New York places, uh, New York stations. He did uh, a couple of rock and roll motion pictures, like Rock Around the Clock, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll, Go Johnny Go. Um, what else did he do? A <clears throat> archive sample of his intro on the Moondog show was used by Ian Hunter. The opening of the song Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Okay. See, of course, Cleveland Rocks is the de facto anthem for Cleveland, Ohio. Um, well. I say de facto because it's not actually an anthem for Cleveland, Ohio, but it might as well be. Um, <clears throat> he was initially interred in the Ferncliff Cemetery in Hartsdale, New York. Okay. In March of 2002, his ashes were carried to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in, Ohio, oh. in Cleveland, Ohio, of course. And yeah. in 2014, the Hall of Fame asked his son to remove the ashes, which he did. That's uh-huh. how Freed family 
That's how Alan Freed ended up in Lakeview Cemetery. Okay. Well, that, that's interesting. I did not know that. Um, oh, no, one grave that we didn't go see, but I would be remiss to not mention it because I'm the sports guy uh, of the group. We did not go to the grave of Ray Chapman. No, we did not. Who was beamed by a pitcher. 1920 and died during the season. Yeah. He is the only player in Major League history to die in game. Really? All the players that play Major League Baseball is the only one who died. Yep. Huh. Well, there is another famous person we didn't visit there either and that was alexander winton um for you car listen car guy people uh alexander winton was a scottish american bicycle american bicycle automobile and diesel engine designer and inventor he was also an early automobile racer so pre-nascar and then Let's see. We did drive by Daffodil Hill. Um, so we did. Unfortunately, Daffodil Hill, you know, named after that because of there being daffodils there, so we couldn't see that. Um, we did not stop at Fanny Sims' grave either, I believe, correct? Correct. We drove by Fanny Sims. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell listeners and who she was? So Fanny Sims <clears throat> was one of those <clears throat> goodness. I believe was one of the congresswoman or congresswomen for the state of Ohio. Huh? Let me see what I can see if I'm correct on that. Looks like she was a congresswoman for Ohio. I'm not finding much information on her, though. Huh. Interesting. Let me see if I can find something on her real quick. Well, while you're talking, while you're looking up that, I'm going to... um also mentioned that you did take me to a very interesting part of the cemetery and that was the uh, veterans area yes the military which <clears throat> it looks like that they're getting ready to build something there and i'm hoping it's a monument for all the veterans that are buried <clears throat> in the cemetery there um and also, which is inter- another interesting thing, is there's actually a cemetery inside of the cemetery. Um, it's called Mayfield Cemetery. And from what I can tell, it's um, a lush, the lush, May- this is just uh, a, a, from the owner. The lush Mayfield Cemetery is located at 
2749 Mayfield Road in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, just west of Coventry Road. The cemetery, established in 1880, was and it continues to offer active members of the Anash Jasid Fairmount Temple and the Temple Tifritha, Trifrith, uh, Israel. Uh, our good friend would be probably slapped me upside the head for butchering all that. Um, so I apologize for butchering any of that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely a beautiful area for Israeli burials. Um, and of course, they have the traditional ground burial, interment of mausoleums, and, and urnment, which is for uh, those who wish to be cremated. Anyway, what did you find out about Miss Fanny Sims? Absolutely nothing. Okay. So, um, anyway, that was just a little bit of what we did at the at the Lakeview Cemetery. Um, Forgot one more person. It, oh, for love. Remember we okay. we went by uh, the gravesite of Michael Stanley. Oh yes, well. Michael Stanley. That was. Um, that one's not listed. Um, he is actually right across from uh, Mr. Freed. Yes. So it's a little little headstone. Um, what caught my eye when I went over there for was um, on his little headstone, he's got a little like etching of himself. So that's what kind of what caught my eye to go over and see it. Um, so yeah, it's right across the street from Mr. Freed's. Um, if you want to pay your respects to Mr. Stanley. Um, once we were done there, because we also did a little geocaching in there. So if you're a geocacher, there's a ton of geocaches in there. Yep. Um, so if you want to go visit all these famous people and catch some geocaching, it's definitely a good... It'll take you a good... How long would you say we were in there for? Oh, we were in there for about two and a half hours or so, I would say. Yeah. So... Um, definitely good two and a half hours in there. Um, so after we left there, we found the uh, little passports that we got from Destination Cleveland. We then proceeded on to our next adventure. Um, and I'm going to let Big Tim talk about this because this is definitely up his alley in regards <laughs> to sports. Well, we went to our second stop of the day, brought us to League Park, which is, and also the uh, Baseball Heritage Museum. League Park is where Cleveland baseball actually started. It was the home of the Cleveland, of the Cleveland Spiders back in 1891-1899. That was also the home of the Indians from 1901, 1932, and 1934 to 1946. It was the home of the Cleveland Buckeyes in the Negro Leagues. It was home of the Cleveland Rams as well when the Rams were in town in 1937, 1942, in 1944 to 45, 
and <clears throat> so basically the early 1900 or the early to mid 1900s is when the the stadium mm-hmm. saw its heyday stadium is still in use today although it's it's been redesigned of course it does look really nice uh, we also stopped by the the uh, baseball heritage museum that was there in basically right next door actually literally right next door mm-hmm. their hours i believe are nine to four or nine to three um they're nine to three on weekends including fridays they basically go in there you you can see different uniforms that were worn different little baseball pinball games that were used back in the day you'd see old seats there's a video of a 3d rendering video of what league park looked like back then with the seats and what have you that was pretty interesting to look at and watch i took a minute and checked that video out i don't know if you did dr love i did not know but that's okay. Next time we're there, you can check that out. Mm-hmm. You also saw a couple of, I know I mentioned some uniforms, but there were some players or mentioned like Satchel Page. This is a name that I recognize from the Negro Leagues. Um, another thing that caught my eye was the they had a little corner for a the Jewish Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So that was something that caught my eye. I didn't personally don't remember any names from that area. Yeah, they're open from nine to three. The volunteers slash workers that we met there today were very knowledgeable towards baseball and yeah. the history of the sport. And I would say. One thing that really caught my eye was the difference in the gloves born back then compared to the gloves that our Major League Baseball players use today, and actually all baseball players use today. It's insane to to look at the difference. All right, well. Uh, all right. Well, that was a, that's in, that was a good good place to visit, um, and it's still an active baseball field too. So, um, definitely recommend going there, especially if you love baseball. Um, and then um, just some other places that we went to. We went to the Sailors and. Soldiers and Sailors Sailors uh, Monument, Monument. yeah. Uh, That's on the list of the free museums. Um, And then just a couple other buildings that were on the list. Um, And it was a nice little tour. And, of course, you had to go to the building where Destination Cleveland is at to pick up your prize, um, which, of course, was a little hectic getting in there, but we were managed to get in there and, Sat down for a little bit. It's just right when Ohio State was starting to play 
Uh, but it's a nice little visitor center that you can visit. And they have a ton of information about local things you can do. So I definitely recommend checking them out. You could definitely go online. They have a website. Um, I believe it's destinationcleveland.org or .com. Um, and then you just see some of the local stuff that you can do around the area. Now, um, to finish off the night, we went out to dinner. Um, we went to, what is it called, Big Tim? Magolian Barbecue. I think it's a, it actually has a name. It's not just Magolian Barbecue. Um, I believe it was like uh, DD's Magolian Barbecue. Yes. Um, let's just say it was the first time in about 12 years for Big Tim. The first time I've ever had Mongolian barbecue, and it was amazing. We got the unlimited bowls, and we went up twice. We could not go a third time. <laughs> no, we could um, not. It was really amazing food. The service was phenomenal. Um, it was a locate. It's located in Novelty, Ohio, and it's. Definitely a recommendation, top 10 recommendation for me to go and try this food. Um, essentially, you walk in, you get greeted, you go up, you get seated. Your server brings you two bowls. You can go down and go into a line and get any kind of noodles, any type of meat, veggies. You can do the whole shebang. It's like a buffet. Then you take it to the cooks, and they are in this big enclosed like round open grill setting and they cook your food. Obviously you, you go back to your table. You don't really get to watch, but it was just phenomenal. The food tasted good. The sauces were good. It was just overall rating. I don't like get like it's, it's hard for me to rate restaurants because you know, each restaurant's different, uh, but I give it a 10 out of 10, you know, <clears throat> Um, and then I, the service was amazing, and of course, if you, anybody knows who Big, what Big Tim does, is the dad jokes. <laughs> yes, she was a good sport about it. We actually had a reaction that we've never gotten from one of his jokes, and I'm going to let uh, Big Tim explain it. Oh, good. So I actually get to talk about dad jokes. Just this, just this one time. Okay. Well, um, one of the dad jokes that I always go with is, "Did you hear about the circus fire?" Yeah. The answer was it, to the joke is, "Yeah, it was intense." I n t e n t s, not i n t e n s e. Um, I'm having a hard time remembering what the waitress said in response. She said, uh, I remember, she says, we haven't had circus fires. Also, she also said we haven't had a circus. Yeah. Um, uh, and then she's like, oh, and then walks away. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was, it, she was a good sport about it. It was her first day as a server. So yes. I think we probably made her night. 
like enjoyment, like having a good time, enjoying and everything. So, um, I'd like to hope so. I mean, it was her first night serving there, but she was very good. She really was. Mm-hmm. She's taking care of everybody, doing as best she could with, and she was dope because I think she was one of maybe three servers or in the yeah. entire restaurant. I, I and, think there might have been more than that. We just didn't see the other servers. I think it was the three in our general area. That's what I think so, it was, too, yeah. Because um, the restaurant was huge, and it was interesting because normally when you go into a restaurant, you know, you just go in, it's straight in one floor. No, this place, you go in, and you go downstairs, and there's an elevator but you go down a flight of stairs and it's 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 like in a kind of like in a, in a basement um so but the decor was pretty interesting but like it was a really good experience i can't say that enough um and then they have amazing crab rangoon they do it was the first time i'd ever had a crab and it was good yeah so um, and that, that pretty much just rounded out the night. Uh, we traveled back home. I, we got home in time before the, the snow hit um, with Northeast Ohio. Uh, we have lake effect snow, and we were lucky to get home in time before it really started coming down. Um, I think that pretty much covers our adventure, unless you have something else you wanted to add in, Big Tim. Oh, I don't have anything else to add in. Um, just want to uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I think we're heading for the end of the episode. Here, what do you yep. think, Doctor Love? Are yeah, we? we're we're heading. Yeah, we're heading towards the end of the episode. Um, I personally want to apologize to all of our listeners, dedicated listeners, um, for the lapse of episodes. Just schedules haven't been lining up the way that we want them to. Um, So we do apologize for lack of episodes. Hopefully here going into year three coming up in January. Year three of us doing this, so we'll have our third year anniversary um, episode. We, uh, I'm hoping we'll be able to get more done. Obviously, we've kind of lacked in our wrestling episodes wrestling episodes but i will keep let you know that we still even though we haven't done episodes we are still keeping track of our prediction game so we have one more uh premium live event coming up that's called survivor series war games um that's coming up here at the end of what this month or december this month i believe um we might not be able to get a episode in, but we will be doing a prediction. You know, we'll do our predictions with Brian. And then I think what we'll do is we'll just have one episode where we're just going to talk wrestling. Like, I know it's just about about all the previous live events that we've missed. Uh, War Games um, will have probably a tally of who won. Um, and then maybe we'll order a belt for the champion. I don't know. Um, and then we'll just go from there. You know, uh, we, again, I just want to 
thank you all the listeners for listening in, downloading. I think last I checked, we were sitting around 700 downloads since we've started. Um, and I want to thank you all for being dedicated listeners. I know Big Tim feels the same way. Definitely. And we want to try to bring you more good quality episodes, which is why we have had those laps of in between because we want to make sure that you guys want to listen to, uh, listen to whatever topic we want. So we carefully want to carefully plan these out for our listeners. Definitely. Um, and on that note, I'm less big. Tim has something else. So you know what? I'm going to do something very interesting here. Big Tim, why don't you close us out tonight? Oh man. You're going to put a lot of pressure on me to close it out. Yeah, a lot of lot of pressure there, <sighs> sir. Close it. Take us home. Well, again, as Dr. Love mentioned, I want to thank you, all of you for bearing with us as we've gone through different things over the last few months. Uh, as Dr. Love mentioned, schedules haven't lined up, but I'm looking forward to them lining up again here soon. Look for bucket list historical places to be released over the next couple of days. That one will be released after this one is, because this will lead kind of into a discussion of historical places that we want to go to. I think we actually might have mentioned Lakeview Cemetery in that episode. I don't remember exactly, but... I believe so. But, hey, that means we actually crossed something off our bucket list. Before we even before we even published the book list episode, you know that was recorded yep. uh, recorded uh, a little while back. Uh, like it's just gotten in the way, but we're also hoping, and we're not saying this is happening yet. But we talked about how we stopped at the Baseball Heritage Museum. We got some we got some contact information for some of the workers there. And we'd love to get them on for an interview at some point to mm-hmm. talk about the museum, talk about the Negro Leagues, because that's something I don't really know anything about. I mean, I know baseball. But, yeah. But the Negro Leagues were so long ago. I've heard of them. I know I know of the Homestead Grays. Okay, I know I knew of the Cleveland Buckeyes. And I know of a couple other teams. That were in the Negro Leagues as well. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I believe there was the um, I know it was the Cleveland Buckeyes, the Detroit Stars was another one. Um, the the Indianapolis Clowns was another. We mentioned that earlier. And the Kansas City Monarchs, which I believe was Satchel Paige's team. Yeah. Monarchs. Hopefully we'll be able to get them on to talk about all that. Until next time, though, keep it sharp. Do keep sharp. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have a great Thanksgiving for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving. If you don't, that's okay, too. Have a great, great time, everybody. Dr. Love and Big Tim sign off for now.